There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your referee, host, and newly appointed Pompeii ambassador. That's right. I'm the ambassador oh for God. Pompeii. Nothing can go wrong here, folks. You're moving I'm up in the world. I'm taking over as ambassador for Pompeii. Nero died exactly 11 years ago to the day, and I am finally ambassador. So can't see anything going wrong. Uh, Mike. Uh, today, I am joined by the man who Iron Mike says he learned his techniques from, JW. Jay, that's incredible. I'm Ow. a master of peekaboo style. Uh, that's oh where God. I put my hands over my face and I go, peekaboo, and I punch him in the face. <laughs> and ah. Mike Tyson was so good at this, actually, um, that at one point he played peekaboo with someone else's ear. <laughs> he did it twice uh, during that match too. Oh my yeah, he, he well he tried to play peekaboo with his shoulder, but even Mike Tyson wasn't a master like I am, and he couldn't disappear <laughs> an entire man's arm down his throat. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm also joined by a Mount Vesuvius denier who swore that there was no chance that it would ever erupt, and on the night before it did, he left town anyway. Ethan, way to go, you coward! Way to go, killed I'm just, everybody. I'm just way to saying, go, there he is. I'm just saying they are paid actors, okay? <laughs> you're, like a climate, you're like a climate change denier who's first on board Jeff Bezos's rocket ship to the moon. There way aren't there aren't any bones in those little ash sculptures, okay? Somebody just—it's it's all modern art yes i mean have you didn't seen they, the tech that we're they, working with nowadays like yeah qu quick aside didn't they have like a dude that was like jerking off as mount vesuvius was erupting yes no. yes there yeah was, there, there, a, there's a bunch of really funny way to go guys that people got like you're like right, i'm gonna die anyway might as well do this to be uh, honest i i think that that's just the you're looking at something that's not really what's happening. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe the story He just way. wanted to die with his dick in his hand. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, doesn't? I guess same, so, you know. Protect protect your dick from the ash cloud. Let yeah, the face I mean, that's burn. like why dogs have tails, you know. They just got to just gotta cover it up. So, uh, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, Ethan will be defending Mars Red. Going up against GW, we'll be defending Kestis. Uh, as always, I hope you brought your A-game. And in case you like to follow along, we are on Twitter, at SD, so you can keep up with all our crazy, hilarious shenanigans that clearly happen over there. And uh, um, SD stands for Sneaker Deeker. Okay, thanks. Wow. <laughs> he got us again. He rickrolled yeah. us. Uh, he's so good at this. Uh -huh. wow. The best. Keep it up, Ethan. You keep uh, me on for my creativity. Before we start, as always, uh, how was your guys' viewing experience? I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> I so, really don't remember. One of these was... I, I kind of hated watching both of them. Uh, okay. But... After thinking about it, I definitely feel like I remember some more things about one of them than I do about another. Okay. I'll bite that. I feel like there was always a clear winner, but I also agree with Jay that neither of them was the greatest thing to watch. I no. just think that one was clearly better when you reflect upon yeah, it. Yeah, one's I a lot funnier yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Um, so we'll start with Jay, because uh, I think Ethan started last week. Jay, I did. you get to talk to us about Cestus. That's how they say it in the anime. Now, is it Cestus or Kestus? Does it actually matter? It is. It, well, it's, it's uh, uh, what call it? What's that language? Like, they say Kerberos, but they don't say Kestus. So I'm just confused. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, <laughs> I believe there are no soft C's in Latin. Yeah, I I've so never too. taken Latin, but I'm pretty sure that's true. So it should be Kestus. It also stands to reason that they spelled it wrong, too. It's just of the v? C. Yeah, there's no, there's no V. Wait, I thought V was what they used as U. It is, but there's no U in Kestus either. How do you spell it? I believe it's C A S T E S. Oh, okay. Oh, that's sure. Way Whatever. different. Or C-A-E-S-T-E-S. I, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. No, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just some random Latin word. And it's his name, so you know you can just argue that it's spelled differently. Yeah, no, that's fair. You can always say of that. Of all the egregious sins this anime has, uh, <laughs> potentially misspelling the castus is nothing compared to what they show when they wear them. Yeah, that's... Because <laughs> apparently daddy's emo leather belt just wrapped around your wrist <laughs> all the way to the elbow is uh, what goes for pugilism these days. Oh, oh yes, well, sir. no, well, hold on. They didn't say... No, that... Wait, yeah, pugilism. What's the other one? Pancration. That was it. Pugilism, yeah, no, pancration, they, and they, um, they squatty potty. They didn't use pancration. No, I, I know they one. didn't use pancration. They only used... They said they talked about modern boxing, but then also said that they were doing ancient boxing. But well, they're still ancient, so I'm they, very confused. They consider boxing to be a very modern thing, but they also refer to their own ancient boxing, which doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the thing that, that Kestis does is supposed to be this new modern state-of-the-art nonsense, like yeah. scientific pursuit. Whereas the old stuff was just manhandling people and throwing them to the ground. And they I guess reference the them. medulla oblongata. They reference uh, how you regenerate more, during battle. It's, regenerate, it's yeah. It's incredible. You know, it's just I think by I've far said away it, the most scientific sport I've oh, ever yeah, watched. Yeah. I know I've said it before, but one of my favorite anime of all times uh, is uh, Hajime no Ippo. And one of the things I love about it is that the person who wrote it understands boxing and loves boxing and most importantly he knows that you don't need to play up or dress up boxing to make it exciting right right because it's inherently exciting sports are inherently exciting you really yeah, don't crazy. need to dial them up to get something and when you do dial them up you you tend to go backwards a lot of the time yeah, yeah you tend to take dumb. away from the sport itself yeah. so this is a clear example of taking away from a inherently exciting sport by just making up a bunch of stupid bullshit that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they, they, they do that like cardinal sin, too, where anytime there's an action sequence, they'll interrupt it to be like, oh God, now yeah. what he's doing oh, is taking out oh, the trash. My God, I have never seen so little action. Okay, so let me bring this up before you start, Jay. I apologize. JW and I watched uh, Record of Ragnarok over the weekend. Terrible Netflix anime. It's just got awful. It does However, they also trash. have that cardinal sin. Future where bonus they fight, episode. They fight, they fight for a minute and a half and the rest of the episode is people talking. Like, their action scenes are non-existent. And then I watched Castus today, or Castus, whatever you want to say it, and I was like, they're just doing the same thing. 
Like yeah. they're showing yeah. like they showed a little more. They showed like five minutes of like fighting, quote yeah. unquote, yeah, and yeah. then they would cut away to people's like past lives. I was like, yes. am I here for the for the medieval slave boxing or the ancient slave boxing, or am I here to learn about the time before the slave boxing? Uh, yeah, you know, it's I mean, like you're when like, you're playing a, one of those mid two thousands games, like um, like Bioshock. And you're walking around playing this really fun game, and then everything grinds to a halt to listen to an audio diary. And you just have yeah. to sit there and read this fucking thing. I know Bioshock was a little better because you could walk and listen to him, but like, yeah, right, right. You know, you know how every game tried to copy that and they made it shitty, where you just stop and you just read a notebook entry, and it's just this long, boring, stupid bullshit background information you don't even care about. Yeah. That's exactly. I don't. I really don't get it sometimes. This is this is exactly what I think of when someone brings up that uh, Miyazaki quote, where anime is a fucking mistake, specifically oh, yeah. because it has just worked its budget cutting things into the fabric of its storytelling to the point where no one seems to remember why or how they were even there to begin with. Like the reason yeah. you cut away in the middle of a fight is because the fight's expensive, but these people were literally using 3D. Yep. 3D yeah. is like one of the cheapest and easiest ways to do action scenes. For God's sake, X-Arm didn't do this. Like yes, when, yeah, they had a, when they had an action scene, I watched all of those horrible little moppets bounce around for minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, the shit's dirt cheap. So what it's the hell too, are you doing? I feel like the people that would manage to like... I, I feel I have met people that would enjoy that style but then would also get angry whenever action sequences in American movies have, like, many cuts. Because, like, it's a really impressive thing to have a one cut on an action sequence. And it's hard. It's fucking hard to do, you know? So, like... It requires that your actors be competent, and actors aren't stunt guys. So, like, you either have to swap them out with a stunt guy and work around that, or you have to make the stunt guy the actor. And, you know, and then you got different problems to deal with. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, And I think that it's just worth pointing out that that is incongruous that you could like both of those things. Um, or at and, least, and maybe if it's not incongruous, you should like at least stop to consider it. Th- this is just what happens when you're, you're consuming visual opium and the, your, your entire opinion about basically everything comes from memes on Reddit where you're like, Oh man, case this. I love that. I love the boxing. And you're like, but there's not really any boxing in it. And they keep interrupting it. You're like, yeah, I just, I just watch it, you know, like, I like it. And you're like, what do you like about it? I like, I like the boxing. So, so that episode like where they didn't do any boxing, you were a big fan of that? Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, loved yeah, it. I, hey, I love that Hey, speaking of which, the um, big Jay, do you, Jay, do you, do you want to tell us about episode four? You know, I mean, I, this is, honestly, this is a, this is pretty much the, the, the best case scenario for me because I can summarize the entire three episodes that we watched Actually, in one you, sentence. You can't, you can because, well, I mean, you can just summarize all three together because yeah, it's exactly. all the same fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. literally all the same fight. Kestis beats squatty potty. Yep. Yes, he does. It's yeah. embarrassing. That's it. That's all that happens in three episodes. We get a yeah. bunch of worthless ass information about, yeah, Mike already brought it up. The most egregious cutaway during a fight <laughs> I've ever seen. They're, they're in the middle of a fight. It's a climactic battle to the death. Theoretically. And in the middle of this fight, they cut away to a random guy in the crowd with a broken nose, and we get his life story. Yes, because yes. it has to do with one of the fighters' Fucking life story. Embarrassing. Oh, it yeah, was atrocious. It is wild. Like, it, you know, again, it'd be one thing too if broken nose guy 
was literally the main character so he was seeing the fight and thinking of a time when he was in a fight but he's not it was just like for some reason the point of view just shifted behind this man's eyes for like 10 to 12 minutes and you were like why are we here half of an episode we spent it was was hurtful it hurt my feelings and what did we learn what did we learn nothing 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 Nothing. useful we learned a lot of useless things like they told me stuff that i don't care about that has nothing to do with the anime past this point most likely and that was irrelevant to begin with we learned that squatty potty is a hard ass which we already knew because he squatty potty all around the ring of the training (laughs) grounds until he wore down the grass and pissed off the landskeeper and that the bitch in charge of him is a big stupid bitch and that's it that's what we learned she's always and, been a big stupid bitch since she was a child and yes. he's always been a, an even dumb he was he's always been a dumb simp since he was a child so there <laughs> a you couple go. of points too Did you guys buffer. catch how um uh emden the uh squatty potty guy he headbutted broken nose guy from the ground like, as in, Emden was laying entirely on his back, and, like, broken nose guy didn't have a broken nose yet and was punching Emden on the ground, mm-hmm. like, 90-degree angle on this guy's torso, and somehow Emden managed to lean up from his, like, parallel-to-the-ground position and headbutt a man so hard he broke his nose irreparably. Like Yeah, yeah he's had that what? broken nose for the rest of his life. Like, but what the it's fuck? okay, guys, because he became a well-educated slave after that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's true. Yeah, he I mean, got adopted by. A I don't know why Japan fucker. loves slaves so much, but Jesus I Christ! I don't understand. Well, he's one of the good ones. I don't understand any of the past info we learned. Like that, I just, it's it, it it's doesn't so matter. It and also, you know what? I guarantee you that shit's in like the manga, whatever source material. Oh, of course oh it is. And, and it also like even in let's pretend that somehow this was good, it breaks just the most basic form of like character telling which is if someone has like um let's say what's his face um the guy from marvel that has the eye patch um i can't remember his name right now but it's oh, played fury? by samuel jackson Nick yeah fury, fury. yeah oh. fury, fury. So, like black i don't uh great <laughs> black Odin. yeah uh. i i don't need to be told why his eye was like you know needing an eye patch i literally don't need to know that it's like you you almost shouldn't tell me because it's never going to live up to my expectations and then they told you in um what was the or not wonder woman i almost said wonder woman too um superwoman Superman, yeah, but it girl. Has a Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. There you go. So like, but and girl. then it's just the dumbest thing ever, and you're like, oh, they're subverting my expectations on it, and that's like, I don't need to know anything about Broken Nose Boy, and on top of that, I don't need to know how he broke his nose. Like, it's not even like a good character moment, even if we cared about the character. Like, it's yeah. he just has a fucked nose. That's and it. Because we don't learn any. Like, going off of the exact same example, we already know everything we need to know yes. about Fury. Yes. And and everything. Like, we know everything about him. We know his character. We know his motivations. We know his actions. We know why he looks the way he looks. Yep. Like, we don't need an origin. Telling us why he lost his eye was just a little stupid one-off joke, but it doesn't tell you anything about the character at all. None. And the same thing is true here. Like, him having his nose broken does not, like, now that we know, it doesn't change a single thing about his character. And to be be fair, we didn't know much, and we don't care. Yeah, we don't. We didn't care care. to begin with, and then they tried to make me care by telling me worthless information in the middle of a fight. How does that make me care? Why? How does that make me care? I don't know. 
understand, man. Well, do you want to? What am I supposed to feel? Sympathetic towards this guy? Like what? What emotion was I supposed to feel about that man? Because right after he told that story, he was like, "Cast this, cast this, cast this." Well, yeah. and a bunch of other people were like, yeah, "He nah, betrays cast the this. guy," and he was like, "Oh my god, everyone else is feeling how I feel." And it's like, nah, they're probably just all drunk and are cheering <laughs> whoever's in <laughs> what, charge. What's, what's that fucking movie? You. I think it's Waterboy. Where's that? Where's that guy? Or maybe it's not another teen movie. Where there's a guy who who like his entire life's purpose is to start a slow clap. Oh yeah, that's not another teen movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So like uh-huh. that's that's like this guy. He's like my whole my whole life. I've wished <laughs> for the day that I could start a chant in the yeah. Coliseum, and he finally did it. <laughs> yeah, he did it, and then like some two year old girl in the crowd went, "Castus, yeah!" And then everyone was like, "Yeah, Castus!" Ah! And, and just to that be clear, beat. the the entire point of this little flashback was supposed to show that. Squatty Potty was a, was a hard ass. Yep. Like, that was it. It was all about how he was tough. <laughs> and then he ends, he ends the flashback thinking, wow, that guy's tough. Then he segues it to, wow, these guys are tough. Yeah, wow, and he, and I like, really he, love Kestis. Yeah, no, he, no he, well, he segued it to, yeah, these guys are really tough. How can I call myself tough? I love Kestis. What? So what? he also, what? there is a six-word line that he, like, finishes his thoughts with, which was, luck is a skill as well and i was like what the f- how did how did any of that connect to what we just watched like it wasn't luck that you got headbutted by another like small child slave like i what i, I, I th- know, that man. has nothing to do with the moment we're in it's it's uh, a lot of people are probably gonna like jump down my throat and say the translation issue and that pushes up the glasses in the original manga if you translate it from this kanji it means how can a man such as me weak as the gods have foretold possibly live up to these superhuman beings in front of me i love kestis i'm like oh wow guess what that's uh that's, that's not any still better meaningless yeah that yeah, still not does better. not add to the plot at all Non sequitur. The guy was yeah. talking about a thing, and then he went to talking about a different thing, and there is no connection between those two things. He yep. had his flashback for no reason. Yeah. None. No, seriously. I don't know if it's the manga writer or the animator who needed to fill some fucking time while he went on vacation, but holy shit, is it lazy. Yeah. It's lazy, and also, like, it technically adds a little bit of a background for the blonde chickie that is like the you know the domino no, essentially not, it's not even a background because they just go wow that that when she said fight for me kids and then went wow they're fighting for me that turns me on it makes me feel powerful it's like a small small child yeah, yeah. we already yeah. knew that well yeah who cares when it happened like it's irrelevant to the story we know she's like I, that now hey, i'm with you too but that like i don't it, think you are i think okay. you're against me okay. fight yeah. me in the ring i think you like oh, this anime protect my I nose think you like kestis <laughs> i need to protect my nose i don't know why <laughs> I'm gonna headbutt you the next time I see you. I swear to God. Only if you do it while parallel to the ground. Yeah, you know, watch. Me. I mean, like you know, it's a shitty anime I watch. That's basically just a better version of this. Kang and Ashura. It's also on Netflix. That. It, oh, it's, yeah, that's it's, yeah. it's it's garbage. But like that and Baki, like same kind of deal. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just all about people fighting. It's stupid. It's over the top. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Everything's just crazy, and they use 3D. Because it's the only way for them to show these long extended fight scenes. But at the least, at the fucking least, when you are having a fight scene in Kang and Ashura, 
Yes, do you still cut away to people going, wow, I can't believe he hit that hard. That was like 10,000 gigajoules harder than the last time that he punched four <laughs> seconds ago. Then he goes, bah, 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 bah. oh my God, can you believe how hard he just punched? That was like 25 gigajoules harder than the last time that I said that he was punching harder than the last time. Oh my God! Did you the see man, that? The man's punches that? have no did, did you know that in 1986, uh, the man who invented that move was uh, Bruce Lee's unadopted daughter, Sarah Lee, uh, also the ma- the maker <laughs> Wait, of the pound woman cake. That made bread. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. She later went on to be the heiress to the pound cake fortune. But before wow. she did, she invented a really, really great suplex takedown punch combination, and that and that's what we saw right there. And it was called bah, the bah, bah, decapitator. Bah, bah. <laughs> oh my god, the decapitator! This whole like subplot thing just made me so angry. We we got to go into this. There's like, base Emden draws in our MC. Uh, his name MC is Squatty Potty, in. and I will not accept a name. Okay, Squatty Potty draws in our MC, um, and manages to make him overcommit. And he takes his metal bracers, which again I don't really understand how he's allowed to have those, but whatever. He takes uh, they're his... they're they're Kestises. That's literally what they are. But they're made of metal. Yeah. So in real life, Kestises were just leather hand wraps. Yeah. That occasionally people studded with little bits of metal to make other people cut the shit out of each other's faces to make it super bloody. Um, but. Like, you would never wrap your arms in them. And no. They are not armor, and that's why I'm calling they, them bracers. He's just got metal bracers on. Like, yeah. it's, just, I, it's just some stupid bullshit. But anyway, he takes his, like, forearm and slams it down on the back of the neck of our main character. And uh, he karate chops him. He literally karate chops him. Hi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, close, close fist karate chop. He karate. Oh, yeah, sorry. He hammer fists. He hammer yeah, fists he hammer his fists, yes. uh, medulla oblongata. And hey, which I'm by sure. the way is not Oblum, what he hits. Gotta. Not exactly. No, I mean, he, that, he just spine. hits him in the neck. Yeah. yeah well, he, the medulla oblongata is like is attached to that upper. Yeah, spine. I, I looked it up afterwards. I know, so I know, but he, he didn't, didn't actually yeah, right. hit he him there. He doesn't hit directly it, but he hit like part of it, like the tail end. Yeah, it was really stupid. I, there was no reason to keep saying that word over no. and over again as if it meant anything. Like anyone the, cared. The manga like, they writer Google more it. times. Yeah. They mentioned it more times than it had any rights showing up at anything other than Osmosis Jones. Like, this, is I just the kind, this is the kind of shit people latch onto when they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they're like, oh my God, that's why, that's why neck shots are so dangerous. That's why they're banned in the UFC. It's because if you hit a guy in the back of the neck, you could like fucking kill him. Well, yeah. And it's uh-huh. like, no, not really. People get hit in the neck all the time. I mean, it's I assume pretty, it is a weaker pretty strong point, muscle. generally. No, not really. Not at all? It's not as weak as some of the other parts that you're right next to. Like, like the temple. The back right. of the head. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. If, yeah, you, yeah. You, would, if you were going to karate chop someone or hammer fist somebody, you wouldn't hit them in the neck. Because yeah, there's a bunch of muscle there, and yeah. like you're not strong enough to actually break their spine. What you are strong enough to do is to hit them in the brain and give them a concussion. Which they do imply in episode four. He gets a concussion, he lands, and then he gets back up, and he's like, why do I not remember where I am? Which, um... They they painstakingly describe the Wikipedia-listed symptoms for a concussion. Yes. Except they pick the most uh, borderline lethal set of... what what you may call it? Set of symptoms? Symptoms. Uh, Because if you actually have that level of short-term memory loss, it's because you were unconscious for that amount of time. 
<laughs> yeah. Man, if you if you lost all your memories from literally 20 seconds ago because of a concussion, man, you got hit While hard. After you got back up, uh, you you wouldn't be able to stand. Yeah. Like, also, so, cause, like um, if you have that level of concussion, it that's why they interview you if you've ever um, been pseudo knocked out or knocked out. Uh, all zero of you. Uh, I you you're on the ground and someone comes over and they and they're supposed to interview you. Because they're testing for that exact thing. Like you don't yeah, know right. who you are and you don't know where you are because your brain is literally rebooting. If you are in a state where you don't remember who you are or where you are, your faculties are not functional. You no. can't move. You, don't, you can't stand up. You can barely shift your own head. And probably shouldn't. There, there is a phrase in boxing sometimes where people can be out on their feet where they've gotten a concussion, uh, but either because they're not quite falling down or because their brain's constantly rebooting fast enough that they're still standing up. Uh, they can't talk, they can't walk, they can't respond to any commands, and they're just, they'll just stand there and sway. So like sometimes you'll see it, if you ever watch boxing, a ref will come over to someone and he'll literally ask you, can you fight? And he'll lift up your hands. And what he's testing is he's going to let go of them in a second, and if they just drop to the ground, it means you're out. Like you're, you're unconscious because that'll happen sometimes. He'll walk up to somebody, he'll go, hey, can you still fight? He'll lift up their hands and they'll go, oh, blah, blah, blah. and you'll let go of their hands and they'll just drop to their sides. You're like, okay, this man's unconscious. Fight over. That's pretty wild. I've never even heard of if he Even if he gets up before the count. If you well, ever watch boxing, you'll see it happen every single time they get knocked down. Even if they beat the count, like they get up before 10, the, the ref will go over them and they will ask them a question. They will ask well, them I've to heard walk the questions. in a yeah. set direction and they will lift up their hands and drop them. Huh. Every time. Man, maybe we okay. shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, probably not. <laughs> hey, man, when you're a boxer, you fight like maybe a couple times a year. Yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's, that's kind true. of fair, yeah. Um, did you guys catch that... Um, there is a flashback at the end of episode four after he gets the concussion to where it, it flashes back to the first episode of this anime where it says, this is what we were like talking about in the very first thing you saw of this anime. Because <laughs> yeah. the first thing we saw was him fighting um, Squatty Potty and mm -hmm. him yeah. thinking this guy is going to fucking kill me. And yeah, then they and literally, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. But they flash back to literally that point and they're like, hey, do you remember this? It was three episodes ago. Actually, it was like almost four at that point, episodes ago. Well, they're just reusing footage at this point. I know, but it's like, I don't know if I've seen such an egregious flashback like this, where it's just like, oh yeah, you literally will never remember that this happened. Like, I'm just going to tell you to try and justify the way we started this, because we didn't have a better hook. Yeah, I they it's I I just think that it's a budget thing. Like they literally ran out of budget. They have no budget. They blew it all on episode one with their two dimensional animation studio, <laughs> and yeah. now that's it. They they had to take all the animators out back and literally shoot them like old Yeller, <laughs> oh, uh, no. the manager, two yeah, producers, and and a talking just let dog. Go. I don't know why they had to. Kill <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, if you, get, down. if you get yeah. fired in Japan, you're considered flaky and unreliable, and you'll probably oh, never God. get another job. It goes on your permanent record, oh, and references no. are very important. So honestly, it, it was the merciful <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, mercy oh killing. You're right. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, all well, they did was... was work, go home, and drink, and beat their wives anyway. So I don't. Okay, I actually don't know this. Obviously, the work and drink part. Like, I know Japan has problems with that. I don't. Is there? Do they have a domestic violence problem? Like, 
I've never heard of that. I don't know. Maybe that's just the American in me. Yeah, maybe America's the only one. Like, I just assume that those three go together, like apple pie, ice cream, and wife beating. And police, where, you know, cops are really good at, you know, fucking beating their spouses. See, see, like, that's one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, I just assume that goes together. But that's just the American coming out. That's my own cultural bias. Your perspective is slipping through. In Japan, the trains run on time, so there cannot be any domestic violence. Say what you will about Mussolini, man. (laughs) But the trains ran on time. (laughs) He was hung like a horse. Oh, no. Not from the direction the, wow. I expected. You know, Good he for went, you, Musso. He, he went Moose. to the town square Moose. and and he showed everybody how hung he was. <laughs> Man, he's like Linda B. Johnson. They call him. They call him Moose. Some people say other people forced him to do it, but you know, I think he was yeah. just that kind of guy. I think, I think, I think, I think Moose knew to. what he was up to. You know? I think he was going out on top. You know? Guy had his he, guy. You know, he had his shit put together. Yeah, he led mm-hmm. that march on Rome, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. it was pretty mm-hmm. successful. So, yeah. I think he uh, he's an organizer. You know, what what could have happened? What could have gone wrong? I don't know. Also, no, uh, just in case anyone's keeping track, that does not fill the Nazi square. Uh, it does that, not. That right. does. But no. that does. And by I the way, the however, word Nazi. yes, he did say Nazi. And if you ever want to find this, this is a really great uh, for all you people out there who want a Nazi litmus test. Uh, huh. If you ever say the words uh, Italian fascism and somebody's ears perk up and they come over and they start talking about how great it is, that guy's a Nazi. <laughs> oh good that guy's yeah. a full on fucking Nazi I was wondering how I would figure that out so well, thank no, you it's you'd, different. you'd be There's surprised kinds how subtle of fascism. It's, yeah they'll, they'll be very adamant about that they will yes you're right they'll be like they I am not a Nazi I'm an Italian fascist and you're like yeah, yeah but I feel like that line gets pretty fucking they won't say fascist they'll, they'll say Italian nationalist yeah Italian nationalist uh, or, or, uh, or what, what's the other what's some of the other stupid buzzwords they made up like um, ethno-nationalist or something oh ethno-nationalist is one for sure yeah. yeah. Wow. These are all. I'm writing this down. Writing Race this down. Ooh, My pers- My Ooh. favorite is um like eco fascists. I think those dudes oh, wow. are. They are a special kind right there. Yeah. Special kind of love. It's basically just Nazi but vegan. Well, no, that was Hitler. He was Nazi and vegetarian. No, no eco fascism like, like is broccoli. No, no, ecofascism is the kind of person that's like, okay, look, we should save the planet by murdering a very specific subset of people because there are too many people on the planet. Oh, yeah, there you go. Makes sense yeah. to me. They're, they're a cool uh, bit. Something tells me they're not volunteering for that meat grinder. No, no, that's that's the point. That's oh, the yeah. exact they they got to help administrate. They got to help administrate. It's very yeah, of, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a selfless thing, you know. That's right. Not everyone right. Can anyway, so speaking of selflessness. Uh, I'm going to just take Kestis out back and shoot it. There's really nothing else to talk what? about. The the fighting is terrible. There's Oh, I guess we'll talk about that sequence uh, Ethan talked about earlier where they talk about the decapitator, which is just yeah, that yeah, hammer yeah. fist this to the was, back I think of the is neck. A very this important, was, this stupid was, part. It was kind of funny where basically uh, uh, the concept of hammer fisting somebody in the back of the neck is something that so scientifically implausible, like no chimpanzee could have ever come up with this. And so when somebody sees it happen, I think it's his master, Wolfman, and he sees yes. it and he goes, oh, <laughs> that technique. That, how could he know that technique? I've I'm only ever seen him. one how, other man with how this. How could he know that technique? The only difference was the way they struck, but the name was even the same. The decapitator. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be a coincidence. Yeah. There, nobody could have possibly come up with the idea of hitting him in the back of the neck. <laughs> any of it. So he goes into this giant flashback kind of thing 
where and it's uh, traditionally I, animated. Well, no, 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 no. So, his, so the master potty. goes out. The master goes out and starts questioning Squatty Potty about it. So that yeah, set up that scene, and then Squatty Potty goes, "Yeah, let me tell you how I found it out." And then go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he he imagines in two dimensions. Yeah, uh, it is way, traditionally way back animated. In the day. Which is yeah. wild. It's wild that this flashback is traditionally animated. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they found had to some blow money. Their they found somewhere. some. They found some money in a couch somewhere, and it was just enough. <sighs> is this boring <laughs> to you? I, I thought yeah, that you were defending it's, uh, this. It's extremely anyway. boring. <laughs> what? So, they basically there's a man in a field, uh, punching a straw dummy, saying, "Oh my God, boxing is the only thing I have. I suck so bad." <laughs> Why would anyone love me? I hate me. I want to die. Oh, man, this uh, sounds like, uh, uh, you know, an Italian fascist in the making. You know, I feel I like know, he I might know. be able to recruit him. Yeah. yeah you know, his, uh, his little squatty potty routine ran on time. <laughs> every, every day, 8 a.m., he would so go out there and he would, he'd shoot you around the yard. Until after he learned the hammer fist move, I, I'm imagining. Oh, that's so his own thing, that. apparently. Right, yeah. yeah, he came up with that all on his own. I just find that hilarious as yeah, well. Yeah, nobody told him to do that. He just <laughs> did that. <laughs> he was yeah, like, he was, my master's gone, but I got to keep pretending I have a master. And so he goes out to the field, and he starts doing his thing in a circle. Like, what are you doing? He's like, shut up. My master told me this is the way. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Oh, wow, but wow. his master is, like, dead, gone. Wow, you know, that's Mr. So cool. Mr. Eyes of an angel and brain of a devil, man. Yes. Uh, so the, the, the man basically comes up behind him and says, I'll teach you how to Dougie. And Squatty Putty goes, oh, wow, that's so great. Finally, I'll have purpose that someone have taught me how to box, even though I was punching an inanimate object repeatedly out back in my backyard. And that's pretty much the fundamentals of boxing right there. I don't know what else there is to teach you. I really feel like, again, I I feel like this guy's a good candidate to be an Italian nationalist. You know, you're giving him purpose. You're teaching him how to spar with people sometimes in the middle of a street. We could Mm -hmm. call it street fighting, but I don't want to, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think he's he's a potential recruit. And he's already in Italy. It's true. It's true. And, I mean, I hear there's a war in Africa that you could be perfect for. <laughs> you how do you like light tanks? Mm. How do you like light tanks? Oh, well, you don't, don't get any of those. I do not like light tanks. How do you oh, like okay. motorized? You like mm-hmm. you like trucks? You like mo- oh. rolling around in trucks with the boys? Yeah. You don't have any of that either. Don't uh, how do you home. like how do you like walking? Absolutely hate it. Well, we I'd, like to, I'd like to squat. Walking. I squat. It's like all for me. Sign me up. I'm have ready. you have you heard of El Alamein? Uh-huh, yep. Oh. You're going to know it intimately. Oh, oh good. good. Yeah. That's the only way I like to know things. That's right. Anyway, oh, yeah. here's your trench knife and no gun. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> I'll do what I can, sir. <laughs> Yay! Get me All some right. garlic on this knife The Eastern Front's not going to unman itself. <laughs> Somebody get me some garlic. That's you weird. ran out of garlic halfway through Poland, bud. <laughs> what was it? Italy, Italy lost to Greece, and wasn't it Ethiopia that they lost in World War II? They didn't lose to Ethiopia. They just took a unhealthily long time. <laughs> uh, I believe in the nowadays they call that grinding for XP. Ah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that's yeah, that, that's kind of how that worked. It wasn't on purpose, but that's maybe what the Italian fascists will pretend it was. Oh, okay, okay. They occupied Ethiopia right about 1936, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, they, they need yeah, to level they up their gear. gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, producer. <laughs> no, you know what? Italian fascism is the definition of uh, paying for that premium pass that just boosts you right to the level cap. <laughs> 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 Nazi Germany was the one who, who grounded out in World War One, and then Italy was like, ah, I want to play too. <laughs> $39.99 and a free yeah. XP boost, please. They're that, they're that friend that's like, hey, like Germany's starting like a softball league, and like, hey, you want to play my softball league it's just kind of like you know it's not serious or anything it's just kind of you know for fun and it's like no problem and italy comes in with like 17 softball bats 18 gloves they've got gear for everyone it's like why why are you doing this he's like i don't know i you were doing it i'm i'm here to play well, too italy italy started the trend like germany looked to italy for guidance on this which is oh, great yeah, because yeah. that's definitely true yeah it's hilarious though because like italy again the march on rome like, Mussolini didn't think that would work. He showed up on a train. He didn't march with those fuckers. He was like, Yeah, man. Oh, uh, yep. The, uh, yep. Totally was leading those people on horseback. Yes. We are. We are <laughs> in All right. Whatever. Podcast. Our producer is <laughs> what informing the hell us else that we're we an anime to podcast. Talk about? Yeah, I don't want to talk about episode six. Don't make us do this. Jesus. The Kestis well, threw his combinations episode... into another man's guard for forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. The last egregious thing that I wanna that I wanna that I wanna talk about is the fact that there were multiple minutes of this so-called fight where it was ju- it showed Squatty Potty just having his guard up, and it was a close on his face, and you just saw Kestis wailing on this man's arms, but he never moved his arms no, out of the standard ever. guard. He I was never shifting it. his his blocks. For Kestis' incoming attacks, no, he just sat him there, and Kestis treated him like that wooden doll that you're supposed to hit in the park that doesn't move, and he was practicing combinations. But he was thinking to himself, yeah, I'll trick him. I'll just keep hitting his arms, and then I'll beat him that way. That's That's a fantastic idea there, Kestis. Most of the fight was that, and then every once in a while it would cut to a punch landing, and then that was it. Oh, like four punches landed, man. Yeah. So oh, and then Kestis got a cut above his eyebrow, and he was ble- like, Kestis, I had no reason to win that fight. I no, hate everything about that. It was really that. annoying. The, the funny thing yeah. is, like, he complained the entire fight about how he had no power, and then he breaks a man's ribs with one punch. Yeah. 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 And he was like, they, he basically was the Rocky character because he just kept taking punches and getting back up, but he was like five foot four, 110 pounds soaking wet. I mean, they're like, ah, but he's, you know, he, he can take damage because he's little. You know, like, little guys can take damage better because uh, their muscles just absorb the shock better. Yeah, because they're what? gumby, apparently. They're not big guys. Yeah, that's, like why, that's why that guy uh, spent all of his years squatting to get a huge-ass pair of legs so he could yeah. hold up his arms. Yeah. yeah I, right. What? Oh, gosh. Nothing, nothing about that man's, like, development or style as a fighter went together. None of it made any sense. This guy, the guy who wrote this shit, Googled pancreation and boxing, and then realized he immediately ran out of fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Just well, like a, oh, that that was in the review, wasn't it? When they were like, oh, we got all the fighting styles that represented pancreation, yep. boxing, etc. Et all <laughs> because there aren't any others, and that's uh, it. Yeah really stupid there's none i thought for a split second during one of the moves he was going to do a judo move just by the way that they set it up like he he like ducked and he like shifted his foot and i thought for sure he was like gonna like he's gonna hip toss punch him? and yeah, yeah. And hip toss him it didn't happen and i'm i guess i'm glad it didn't but also at the same time it kind of would have been funny at least that out of nowhere he learned how to judo hip toss somebody like just 
mm-hmm. for no reason. I mean, he's going to win the fight anyway. Might as well have something cool. There was even a time that they had to, like, remind you you were watching boxing. Like, the wolf master guy was, like, there was, like, an open palm strike. And someone was like, you can well, do yeah, that? Yeah, and he was, was like, talking it's about Where he was talking oh. about, he's like, uh, in modern boxing, those are illegal. But in ancient boxing, open hand strikes, palm strikes, blah, 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 strikes. Yeah. These things are all legal. And I was like, I don't, okay. Why do you have to Why, tell me Which that? one's modern? Which one's ancient? I don't, where are you? What time well, period? Well, yeah. you have to remember we're in a How? postmodern society. So you I have don't to understand. the two. Oh, man. Oh, it was infuriating. All right, so now we talk about yeah. the good anime, right? Yeah, that's Kestis for you. Jay, is that it? You good? You summed up? You happy? I, you I couldn't. I wish I said less. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves that's why he's gonna 10 vote for less Kestis. minutes of discussion. <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 technically, 10 of those minutes was talking about uh, Italy, and so that's fine. So you kind of did it. I did, I did have to have a little cutaway <laughs> filler episode there. In the middle of the fight, I no had less. To, I had to cut away in... <laughs> In the talking of the fight, we cut away to Italy and how they in, they invaded Rome. Yeah. What does that have to yeah. do with this anime? About as much as their cutaways had to do with the yeah, anime. That's so right. That is that's true. Right. You know, yeah, across the street, I see a weird guy with a shirt off and a, and a beer uh, gut, and I just want to know his life story. Like, how did he get I there? I got to know how he got that beer gut. And this has nothing Why to do with the there. fact that I have run out of money. <laughs> and I can't talk and about I, Kestis and anymore. I'm, and I'm people watching the Q-Mart for boredom because I can't pay my electricity. That's right, man. Uh, all right. Ethan, talk to us about Mars Red 4, 5, and 6, sir. All right. Uh, episode 4. Um, the S-Class Vampire still sucks, um, which is certainly not a Chekhov's gun that will come back later because he's like being asked to like cut down the colonel who is like a human. And um, he can't. Despite his superhuman capability, he can't do it. Technically not a Chekhov's gun. It's just foreshadowing, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. The colonel was uh, deflecting two-handed strikes with only one hand. That's how you know he's good. (laughs) That's how you know he's good. Also, imagine that, like, he was just wrong. He would just be dead. Like, I I just love that they, like, hyped this kid up. Uh, I think, uh, because he's the S-Class one, right? Yes, he is. He has self-confidence issues. And they just keep talking about how great he could be if he just cut loose. And here's the man just staring him down, swinging his dick between his knees, going, fucking kill me, you little rat pussy. You <laughs> yep. won't fucking do it. You couldn't yeah. even kill a goddamn wet nurse. He goes fucking Super Saiyan and gets pimp slapped. See, I, I completely Leave forgot about to me. this. Screw it. This whole, oh my god, I forgot about this opening scene. You can't even attack me. Your friends are going to die out there. <laughs> You're such a Kill weak me. little Kill fucking sister. Ah. <laughs> yeah. This whole, all three of these episodes. You know, you know what we need? You know, it, it, guys, weird pull, but you know uh, um, L.A. Noir. There's that scene where Cole Phelps is like screaming at a guy and he's calling him like a fucking weak little bitch for like curb stomping a girl in the dust because Jesus. he's accusing him of being one of the Black Dahlia murders, but he's wrong. Okay. Uh, the, it, there's a whole little speech where he's just like he's just ripping into this fucking guy and he's like you little weak ass bitch you, you probably fucking you probably hate her you kicked her in the face for every goddamn year she didn't put out didn't you and I just imagine you just like replace the audio of him telling the S class to come at him with his katana with Cole <laughs> Phelps just ripping into this guy yeah it's like the um... and then he comes at him he just gets shut down instantly <laughs> that's I'm sure you guys have seen this but that's um, instead of having Aang's son from Legend of Korra 
yell at Cora as like, you know, JJ Simmons, you know, the character is he's supposed to be JK Simmons, but yeah. JK? Okay, whatever. So Yeah, um, yeah cuz he plays JJ. J, J, J Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yes. So you're like JJ Simmons. It's like, no. Yes. But they have I mean, to replace yes, it with no. that that one like movie where he's a band director and he's like, "You uh, little weak yeah, little whiplash. shit." Yeah, Whiplash. That's it. Yeah. For C- oh. I, that was what was holding you back the seat. <laughs> well, you have it now, don't you? <laughs> it's never going to mess you no. up again, will it? My speed. <laughs> you are going to go on my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a master class of dubbing. The, the lip flaps, they match so well. Well, yeah, yeah, they, they match the lip flaps, but it's the same fucking voice actor, so it's, yeah, of it's course. marvelous. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so the S-Class guy still sucks. That'll never come up again. Um, we cut back to the most annoying character, which is the reporter, who, you know, I will give credit to the voice actor because she's playing the, the like, the English voice actor for this. Sounds like the, well, do you even know what oh, time God. it is? Oh, she's, she sound, she's supposed to be doing a continental accent, which, for those who don't know, in uh, the 1920s, 30s, maybe 40s, there was a thing going around where really high-class society people uh, specifically from England and America, would have what was called a continental accent, which was supposed to be indicative of a worldly traveled person who would travel between the allied countries who would later become the allies in World War II and the occupied countries <clears throat> by uh, Britain. So like if you traveled to India and China and or, you know, the occupied parts of China, and uh, who else did they fucking occupy? South Africa and shit like that. Everything. Like you were a well-traveled continental person. I think they just invented the accent or like there were one or two famous people who talked like that, who other people copied. Sure. But yeah, it, it's that like, it's that radio host voice you sometimes see or hear. Where it's like, ah, the, the people are coming up around the bend. Here they go. That, yeah, that, that accent. That's a continental accent. It's not... It's not a real accent from a specific country, as far as I understand. It's but, just a thing that was supposed to be indicative of high-class society. So they would use it on the radio, plus it sounded pretty interesting and you know, it's it super memorable. It is, this yeah. lady, on the other hand, and this voice actress, is god-fucking-awful. She cannot do a continental accent to save her own goddamn life. So she constantly slews between a bad British accent, a bad American accent, and some kind of unholy combination so, of the two. I don't see it as a continental. What I see it as is What's that, supposed like, to be? Because she's saying things think... in that, that express fashion. It's not an English accent. No, no, it's no. Well, I, I think it's at like 19, like hundreds, turn of the century kind of thing. Yeah, like, the continental accent. Well, it's, uh, it's, called, it's actually called the transatlantic accent. Oh, sorry, the transatlantic. I looked God it up, damn it. yeah. Yeah, right, you were yeah. close. You were close. Transatlantic. Yeah. Transatlantic, See, as in crossing the Atlantic. That actually makes way more sense for the, yeah. the blended yeah, yeah. styles mm-hmm. that it is. I looked too, it up, but... and I looked up how how the guy was saying it, and it does make sense, Ethan. I, no, the I don't guy, know yes. if it's 100%. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I was as you were talking, I was watching a YouTube video of a guy talk about the transatlantic accent and what they do with it, and it kind of sounds like what she was doing, so... I, I I think no, it's kind I, of. Bad. I am a hundred percent sure she was going for a yeah. transatlantic yeah. accent. I, okay. I have to I have to agree with him. I'm not and, sure if we're and right, doing an but awful I tend to agree job. with that. Yeah. I just feel like I've heard what she is doing before, and it immediately made me think of that type of voice. 
So like it is well, good in the fact that those people could have also been doing a transatlantic accent. Yeah. They probably yeah. Were. I guess that like it yeah. could just be that she is mimicking a bad version, and the bad version is the one that I know. Like I know the transatlantic on men. The like Rah! you know like that's you know the no, uh, no, the stocks there, are high and a... so on. I like. I'm sure Mike can probably look it up too, but there's a very famous American movie actress from that era who had a transatlantic accent. And I, I know that if you say the name, we're all going to go, oh, yeah, her. Because I think she was like not Breakfast at Tiffany's girl, but something like that. I don't remember anymore. I'll have to go look into it, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't, I honestly, I hate the character, but I think that Shots Are the VA was told to just do this thing. And I think that she is probably. I don't know. I think that she is acing the idea of being the annoying reporter. She's like, acing the idea of... I, she's not supposed to be annoying reporter. She's supposed to be the transatlantic fucking clue sniffer. That's a weird way to say that. She's, she's supposed <laughs> to be like that... That oh, What's that fucking cliche? Where, where like the, the ticker tape people? Yeah, Catherine Hepburn, I believe. Is uh, the, yeah, thank so you, I producer. But I think that's just Breakfast at Tiffany's Lady. I don't know if that's actually the transatlantic... Uh, lady. But then there's also uh, the Ingrid Bergman, the lady from uh, Casablanca, apparently has like kind of the same style. That that makes more sense. I think that's yeah. the person that I'm supposedly thinking of. Yeah. I don't oh. think Catherine Hepburn has a transatlantic accent. Okay. I think she has a I, Brooklyn I accent. Now which... what they're what they're call, what they're calling hers is something more like a mid-Atlantic, which is kind of like the transatlantic. But it's when movies went from talkies, which were silent, into film. They yeah. kind of created an accent that went along with that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was reading too, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're fine. This is infinitely That's... more interesting than Mars Red, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Back to I Mars know, Red. Man. I freaking. There's a. I, I think there are some lines within Mars Red that are like genuinely funny, but I'm not even sure that they like intend them to be like. I think there was one actually funny scene that they intended to be funny, and everything else is bad funny, and that's why I had a blast with Mars Red. Yeah, okay, so this, this one might be bad funny. But... Yeah, well, no, this is what I was talking about earlier, where like there are actually a bunch of... Uh, not, in, in, thinking about it later, there were a bunch of really funny scenes that I didn't laugh at when I was watching. But I definitely think are funny now that I'm thinking. Yeah, it's of like it. one of those movies you watch, you know, like Napoleon Dynamite or something like that. Where yes. you watch yeah. it, you're like, okay, I get why people like it. But then later, or like Step Brothers, like later, like you quote it a lot, and you're like, yep. oh, I think it's really funny to be quoted, not to be watched, kind of deal. Yes. and that's definitely what Mars Red is for me. I laughed during it, but as I was watching like Kestis and stuff, I just kept thinking about Mars Red <laughs> and the, the ridiculousness of those scenes because they were having flashbacks in Kestis as we just talked about. So I didn't have to really pay attention because it was all. In information i knew and i just kept thinking back to every little stupid thing they did in mars red and i couldn't help but laugh there's uh, um incredible. anyway there's I'll a scene with the Ethan, there's a scene with the reporter where she's like will the paper buy me roast beef for research and then the <laughs> editor just looks at her and goes please leave Get out. please leave like Get it's out. just this deadpan <laughs> serving of it i laugh so hard at that it's, it's, it's just so like stupid. the va for the editor was like it, it just felt like he was fucking done with whatever line he was given it was like just get the fuck out like I, you're so annoying like that I, character was just done and i i i was i'm all here for it oh, oh yeah my, my favorite 
If I had my that bitch as an employee, I would be pretty <laughs> fucking done. My favorite scene with that guy is in, I think it's episode five or six, where they're, everyone's like, oh, man, we're, there was a mob at Town Square or whatever, and people are saying it's vampires, and he's holding up garlic and a miniature cross in yeah. his hand. He goes, but I don't really believe in that, and then he puts it in his suitcase. Yes. That's definitely intentionally funny. That was supposed to be intentionally funny, and they got me with that one. I genuinely laughed out loud. I thought that was just... No, that was, that was good, but the rest of it, oh my god! Like just the well, good, talk about the episodes, and I'll just interject. But I remember something yeah, yeah. hilarious. But uh, let's god. see here. So um, they're, I hope you they're remember the, the plot because I don't. I vaguely do. I, I definitely Ethan remember. Has it. notes, so yes. we're good. So the oldest vampire, the one that looks like a little kid with white hair, because it's you know an anime, and he wears the mask, the gas mask. This isn't time period appropriate. Um, he goes out along with the other ones to find a vampire that is turning a lot of people in a specific area. Mm -hmm. And he, for some reason or another, and I, I think I missed the reason why, and I don't really care, but for some reason or another, he finds himself a 15-year-old sex worker. And he is camping out in that room, kind of just because like, it's near a window, I guess, and he'd be able to leave easily. But he like wants to relax with her. And like, and I mean that literally, like he just, yeah. she's like, do you want to like fuck? Because that's literally what I'm here to do. Yeah, and she literally, when she walks in the room, I was like, oh my God. She's like, please be gentle with me, sir. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. She's a geisha. That's right. That's what she's expecting to happen. But she's yeah. like, all ready for it. Just please be gentle with me, sir. Okay. Oh, all that's right. Where this might go. And, and fortunately it didn't. Um, but he lays in her lap, just like puts his head in her lap, which is like fine-ish, whatever. And um, given the context, it's fine. But then she's like basically trying to be coy and be like, well, like, you know, what do you want me to do? I'm out of ideas. And she's like, well, I could take off your mask. And he's like, no, don't. And then he takes she takes off his mask and he's like, don't do it. I could lose control. And by the time he puts on his mask, she has fallen asleep on the she floor. For no reason. And I guess no, that, no, like... No, she fell asleep sitting up, Ethan. Yes. She was asleep sitting up, and then You're he right. tucks her in bed and jumps out the window. It's so <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Like, I, I guess that means that when he's not wearing the mask, he just puts people to bed with his powers? I don't know if that... I, they don't explain it. That's what's so funny and stupid about it. It is They don't explain if she was just tired so she fell asleep, or later you find out she's being hunted by vampires. Did that have something to do with it? True. Or is that his power? Like, they don't care to explain. She just falls asleep sitting up. Yep. And then he leaves. And then he... That's it. He tries to come back later. And then he finds her in an alleyway getting getting gang bit by a bunch of vampires. Yep. <laughs> and then he returns the little thing, and she's like, oh, I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, she gave him some kind of, like, trinket, and he was it's like, oh, pin. you're bleeding it's out on the pin. ground. A hairpin. A hairpin. She's like, listen, even if, you're, even if you're lying to me, you're still supposed to take my hairpin and tell me you'll come yeah, back to well, me. She's That's trying to job. get this guy in the fucking mood. She's yeah. trying to set the goddamn scene because she's a prostitute. She's trying to do... You know how, like, when, when your waitress comes over to the table but you were having like an argument and they're trying to just like skirt around the facts so they're just like okay yes. what's going on yes. they're trying <laughs> to like here, brighten the mood drinks. and imagine yeah. if like while you were doing that you're like what I'm, what are you fucking talking to me for go away she's yeah like, she's like trying to get this fucking asshole on the same page of the fucking page 
And he's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so cool. I'm so, I'm so damaged. I'm, three, I'm, I'm 300 get, years old. Get away from me. I'm and, too cool. And she's like oh, the I'm most so practical bad. character. Cause she's like in the middle of him being like, I'm too fucking dark for this. She's like, yeah, well, like it's my job and I'm kind of running out of ideas. Like, like what do you want me to do? My pimp is going to iron whip me if I don't fucking yeah, like, have yeah. sex Please with you. So put your penis you in goddamn, my vagina. Take your fucking Please. pants off, dude. Get on the guy. Get with the pro. Program. I don't care if you're premature. At least let me ride you for a second so I can tell my boss Jesus I did it. Christ. I just thought, I don't do give a do? shit about your life fucking story. Take off your goddamn <laughs> pants. He even says at one point, she was like, well, how old are you? And he's like, 340,000. And she's like, oh, no, no, ha, ha, that's weird. Like, no, I know, I know. But like, 3,487,000. No, no. I rode the dinosaurs in the... Three babonkins. Three 300 babonkins. billion. I was, yeah, I was fucking scene. troglodytes. <laughs> Cavemen. Cave women. <laughs> well, you find out, um, is this the episode where they, they send the, like, really weak vampire in and he has to fight a bunch of them and then he, like, <laughs> yes. has his own blood sucked out? Yes. No, wait, no, that's five. <laughs> is that episode five? Yes. But that one's, okay. that's, that's got a funny bit in it. So there's there's an implication in four that vampires can like feed on other vampires, and for some there's reason also the S class has kind of to fucking, kill one. There's some kind of fucking drug that I don't yeah. know or there's care about. Like, yeah, it's Asker or something, and it's yeah. basically a drug that allows you to turn people into vampires more easily without biting them or something. Yeah, so, well, it's 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 vampire blood. That they just like engineered somehow. Well, they don't really explain how it's supposed to work. Is the problem? Because like yeah, that no, one guy gets. Because like remember that one guy gets bit, and they're like, oh, there's a one out of ten chance that they're gonna turn into a vampire. Yes. And you're like, okay, so like it has nothing to do with the vampire's blood. But then they're like, okay, here's a little vial of vampire blood. If you drink it, you'll turn into a vampire, but you'll be like a mindless ghoul who you'll be a thrall. only wants to like a literal thrall. Yeah, but it's like what. What, how is this a drug? Like, is it just vampire blood? It, is yeah, that I normally I what happens? I, I, but I don't then, they don't then, care to explain any of it, well, and that's what makes me so happy. The they thing just, is, they just is that they, it exists. they kind of do try to explain it because the fucking white-haired oh, lolly guy says that he gave his blood to the actress lady to make her a vampire. So it's like, wait, is that how that's supposed to happen? Is the is the one out of ten survival chance only if they bite you? Like I don't fucking understand it's any so of this weird. shit. And you guys are so mixing all thralls. of your transformation shit. Yep. Oh, and there's God. like in episode five, we're we're hopping to this. There's like good a shitload of thrall vampire types. Oh, there is one thing that we did forget, or there's two quick things. The blonde actor has some kind of deal with another blonde vampire that doesn't have red eyes. And then the colonel has a heart attack, and that's all that we really care about. There. He, he but, has um, a he has chest pains. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just love that it's so random, dude. You're like, oh, oh, my ticker. <laughs> it's just all of a sudden he has he's literally Luke Skywalker. He has a mechanical a mechanical hand. Yeah, he colonel. does. Yeah, he does. He Remember, does. I, I said that a couple of weeks that. back, and it, it ended up yeah. being true. Yeah, because yeah, you you mentioned it when he stuck his hand in another vampire's mouth and was like, chew on this. I'm like. Well, that's your hand. I don't see yeah, why that's a good they idea. They will chew on it. You get that, right? Like... Turns out that they didn't want to chew on it because it was metal. Yeah. He's a regular Gatsu, if you know what I mean. Rest in peace, yeah. Maria. So we get introduced to some new characters. He went to the, he went to the manga oh. desk in the sky. Oh. 
He's still chained up. Turns here. out, even in heaven, you got to work 90 hour weeks. <laughs> Frick, man. There's life. no end. He's been reincarnated as the guy who will make Boruto 2. I hope so. I mean, the series didn't get enough done in the, the hundreds the endle- of episodes. <laughs> the endless cycle of manga. <laughs> what is it they say in, a, in, in fucking True Detective? Time is a flat circle. There's, there's no hope for you when you die. You're simply reborn in the same cycle. <laughs> when Muria dies, he has to be reborn as the guy who makes fucking more manga just yeah. forever. No matter what, he's always going to be drawn berserk. He's always going to get sick and die at his desk unfulfilled. Uh, at what, 52? At 52 from fucking yeah. heart problems. Hey, yeah, he's like just like Colonel. Colonel Maeda. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> so let me tell you about the evil English, which is true. The English are generally speaking pretty evil like Americans. This is a very true thing. There are the there are some English chicks that um, really, really like feeding oh on some God. random people in Japan. <laughs> which brings up another funny scene when they're just hauling around these <laughs> these men who yes. you think are dead and they're hauling them around like drag dolls. They're, they, you know, they're grabbing them by under the arms and their feet are just dragging on the ground and they're just casually walking about with them. And it's... then lady goes, I can't wait to sink my teeth into you. And the one guy wakes up and then goes, Yeah, well, because she like hypnotizes him. She like, oh, well, I didn't put him down long enough. (laughs) He just wakes up and goes, I I do love, I love how like, there's there's a certain, I don't, I don't know, this happens in a lot. It's not just anime, but like basically where there's a high society vampire or monster type where that will like actively prey on humans. If that was the case, if you were in the bourgeois of vampires, you wouldn't, like, find and fetch your own critters to eat literally, like, on the table while they were writhing. You would pay your butlers to handle all that no, shit man, for they, you they so you could drink the it. Hunt so much I know, so but that it's so needed, bullshit. Why they would they dress They needed Victorian to get their stuff? papers. They needed uh, to get their papers so they could walk around. I didn't understand that at all. Like, <laughs> would they need a passport to be here or something? I don't, I don't know. Understand, I don't understand so any weird. of that. But yeah, then this brings up the Ascra again. Because that's how the yellow dude, and spoiler alert, Ethan, I'm going to just tell this. That's how the, the blonde-haired not yeah, the blonde haired guy who's working for them as their butler gives them all Ascra and it yep. kills them all. Yes, it does. They don't explain what he did to it to kill them, but he killed them all. And then he leaves, and it turns out he's working for the the big guy, the big wig. And it's like, what what is happening? What does Ascra do? It does everything. It's a it's a catch all. That's what I'm learning. Is that Ascra does whatever you needed to do whenever you needed to do correct. it. Correct. And that's it. Yep. Correct. So now we went from having two blonde vampires, both without red eyes, where one is a butler and one's an actor, and then mm-hmm. all of the English vampires to it turns out the butler murdered all of his, you know, you know, masters. And now yeah, and it's then, just blonde be blonde. The, yeah, and then set the thralls on the streets. Yes. Just set them all loose. Yes. For some reason, all the thralls are now going to run then, rampant in Japan. 
we get my next favorite scene, which is the which is the new Nazi army that comes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, the literal, the literal Iron Army, yes. Iron god. Cross Army. Well, except that the, it's the literal new Nazi army imported from England. No, no, no these no, no, ones no, aren't no, no, English. No. These are the ones he basically took everyone else in that division and turned them into a vampire and yes. then strapped them in an iron suit. Oh, yes. these I are thought, not the. No, I this thought is that what that was he, the no, thing no, he yeah. imported. No, no, he was gonna. They were gonna have those English people imported unless he showed results, <laughs> and these were his results. That's I, even what he says. I love the English import <laughs> idea. Like they, they have the Iron Man suit. Is, Where are your results? Well, I mean, they're only filled with vampire the, Nazis, the and they're like, "Where are your results, General?" <laughs> The scene where the armor guy gets off the boat and a vampire comes and attacks him and he slowly moves his mace forward on the screen and yes. then a vampire explodes <laughs> from yes. a from a one mile per hour impact had me dying. I did not understand what they were going for, but they were just slowly moving iron suits. Well, you have to understand then... that everyone's like a balloon and whenever you like pop it, it just like, I mean, shit goes everywhere, oh, man. Oh my God. He, cre he literally turned everybody else that was in the core, except for the vampires who were yes. already vampires, yes. into vampires, using yes. the Ascra from the blonde-haired guy, and then strapped them in iron suits. For what reason? I don't, I don't know. Uh, what's, like, why have them be vampires if you're going to put them in an iron suit anyway? What's I the... don't know. I don't get what? that. <laughs> like, why do they have to be vampires to be in the iron suits? And then, and then that guy's boss comes down and goes, hey, you can't do this. He's like, but you wanted me to get results. He's like, yeah, but you can't do this. And the guy just turns around and shoots Kills him. Kills him. Ah. Just the general just did, murders him. When did you general. become a coward, you idiot, and shoots him in cold I do. blood? I, and there were no repercussions for that? Yes. I don't know. I, I love that trope in like media where a high-ranking individual murders another high-ranking individual <laughs> in a government building during daylight. And you're like, okay, you get the and, like, problems that no come from that. no one else is around. Yeah. Where was every, what kind of government? There were two men in a room at a big table, and he just turns around and shoots them in broad daylight, and no one, nothing happens. No one heard. There's just there's zero, zero repercussions. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> another couple of really small things that happened in this episode that I, like, I'm nitpicking about, and I... I'm enjoying nitpicking about them. Someone's like, oh, thank God I'm wearing a gas mask because now I can't smell this heinous thing that I'm smelling. Well, yeah, so the, the, yeah, the point of that was that apparently vampires are like bloodhounds. Yeah. And if you flood their oral senses with too much of a gross scent, <laughs> it, it throws them off and they can't handle yeah. it. You get him a stink bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what he called it. And that's great, but... Gas masks don't smell, uh, stop smells. That's not how they, they work. They, that's not what they do. That is not yeah, what they, they do filter, at all. They filter out the poison. They don't filter out the smell. No, oh. they really don't. You're still going to know thank, what that mustard gas thank smells God like. He had the ga yeah, and another point from that episode right before, Ethan, that's what Jay alluded to, is the is my favorite vampire of the group, and uh, we'll see more about him in episode six. He's sitting there, and like these he's like, oh, you have two paths to choose from, because that's their whole speech they have to yeah, give every yeah. single time. Uh, either follow me and we'll treat you well, or i got to gun you down right here with my six-piece. And they just <laughs> keep charging him, and he's like, I don't have enough bullets for this. And he runs inside, and by the time the S-Class vampire gets there... <laughs> he's got like 10 of them on him draining him of blood and he's like I'm not gonna make it I don't think yeah it's just vampire and vampire <laughs> he's, sucking he's such, he such a happy disposition no matter what 
Yeah, he says everything the same. I get the feeling he's supposed to be like a comic relief character. I most think so, time, but I don't I don't think the comic relief that they're doing is good. Well, I it, think it's the other stuff that's comic I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I think the comic relief they try for doesn't hit. But then but, I think all yeah. the other stuff that I think they're doing semi-seriously actually comes off as hilarious. He's always such a bumbling idiot though. <laughs> Yeah, like until every the end. single time. Yeah, but like that's his that's his redeeming <laughs> moment. That's his C three PO moment. So great. But like, so oh my great. god, it's they so gave funny. him a hero's journey. It's it's amazing. From bumbling moron to still pretty bumbling moron. I know. He, I mean, he, gets, he wins out. Every dog has his day. Please keep talking. I love this. <laughs> um. Okay. So, as a quick uh, another small thing. They are shooting like a Gatling gun at the. It's actually not a Gatling gun. It is a full machine gun. My bad. And um, they're just blowing away all these thralls. And you hear him like pulling the trigger, and it goes click, click, click. And he goes, "Dang, the gun it can't shoot anymore. It overheated." No, it overheated. Yeah. Yeah. It overheated. And I was like, "That's not how overheating <laughs> he had works." A brown like, no... Yeah. And then our comic relief guy has like seven Enfield strapped to his back. Yes, the Enfields were amazing. Instead of having any other clips or magazines, whichever one it is, he just has more guns. That's the only way to do this. He's got seven strapped to his back. Oh my god! Uh, another amazing. small nitpick: there's uh, the the train the train that comes in to like save the day is full of all the like robot vampire things we were talking about, and the way that these are these mechs are deployed is I want you to imagine, like, you reaching forward with, like, a cup of water, and you're the train, and you set a, the first cup down. And then you set the second cup down directly in front of that, and the third cup down directly in front of that. Now, if they are all touching, and then you imagine these cups, someone needs to, like, step out of them to the front. Like, mm-hmm. if you had to walk through that cup like a door, you couldn't open that door, because there would be another cup directly in front of it. And that's how they set these mech suits down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's all done in CG, so you can tell they were like trying to make it look really fucking cool, and they didn't have the money for it. And you never, ever, ever see someone take a step out of these. They look like coffins, but they, you never see them like take a step out of it, because it would be impossible. There's nowhere for them to go. And I loved it. And the um, train just bumbles into town like the meat train and runs over some zombies and yeah, grinds to a does. halt. And then they just start unloading. They start unloading like drone ships in Star Wars almost. Yeah. Like, you know, they just keep, oh my God, great. That's episode anyway. five. Um, episode six, I don't remember why, but the reporter screams identically. Like they use the exact same clip four times in a row. And I don't remember why she was yelling and I don't really care. But it is the exact same either. sound clip. Fair enough. Um, MC also is wearing a mask all the time now, but for some reason the other vampires don't get a mask. It's only him and the really cool old one. I don't <laughs> understand why that's he, the case. He loves the smell of blood. I guess. Um, oh, we forgot to mention that um, the S-Class guy is now really good at murder because he had to save the life of the, like, the shitty vampire. Yeah, but and I'll it's... bet he'd still get punched in the face real good by... But the Ida. yeah, current yeah, one hundred percent. Fucking good. Um, we find out that the general that you know like owns all the vampires and made all of his humans into vampires, they, he is now working with the butler vampire. They're just mm-hmm. actively working together. Like that's yep, they're just friends now. They're just good old buddies. Um, 
The reporter still wants a story, which, like, fuck that. Um, there's a... If you guys remember episode two or three, there was, like, a curio man. And he had a yeah, lot of yeah, electricity. Yeah, yeah, the guy in the purple. Yep. Yep, he shows up again. Don't really know why. Um, this is the moment where the reporter boss, like, actually, the editor now believes that there are vampires. And that's, like, mm-hmm. this is where you get the joke with, like, him packing up a suitcase full of garlic and crosses being like, well, I don't really believe all this, but I'm going to take it with me. Um, we find out there are more vampires that are being made. The general told, uh, excuse me, the general tells Colonel Maeda and all of the vampires that he has been making vampires all along. And he's like, Colonel Maeda, I want you to be my head honcho vampire. And he hands him a thing at Ascra. And the colonel just, like, like the whip dog that he is, just immediately picks it up and is like, okay, he's, like, just going to take it. <laughs> and um, for some reason he doesn't. I think it's because his buddy that's a vampire tries to stop him. And then the S-Class takes the vial from him. And at that moment, the entire world fucking collapses. Because, oh, he also stabs his vampire friend. Maeda yeah, stabs no, he, his he buddy. Stabs, he stabs the comedic timing man. Yep. And uh, also, I, I just want to point this out. My One of my favorite plot points that happened just before that happened, Ethan, was the colonel, uh, no, the the general, I guess we'll call him a general. I forget yeah, who he is. Yeah, he is a general. But he's talking, he's talking to the colonel, and uh, the colonel was like, yeah, your daughter asked me to stop you. And hers, apparently his daughter turned into a vampire, I guess. And maybe she was the one at the beginning. She maybe? was the one at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It turns out yeah. they were the ones that are betrothed. Yeah. And so yeah. he was like, you guys, you guys were supposed to marry and support me as one family unit. I was like, what a weird thing to just assume was going to happen. I don't know. But it was great. And then he leaves and salutes two little kids who will be future generals, that he says. And then, yeah, the building just starts collapsing after he stabs yes. the fat guy. And then uh, they wake up, and you just hear him go, Colonel Maida, Colonel Maida. He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to come find you. I think you're over here now. And you, just, you start hearing rustling of, of yes. giant bricks. He's like, oh, nope, here you are. He's like, I found you. And Colonel Maida's like, oh, can I, get a, can I get a light? Yeah, no problem, buddy. After he just stabbed him, he's like, yeah, no problem, buddy. And then he just starts digging him out. And the guy's like, I have to tell you something. Uh, you remember when you lost a belt and you got in trouble? Yeah. I stole that belt from you. Oh, man, getting there's no good things that happen when I'm with you. If I wasn't a vampire, I'd be a pancake. What? He and stole then they just the belt. <laughs> and then the last thing he says, he's moving the last pillar off Colonel Midas' feet, and he starts walking towards the sun, and at any point he can stop and just, you know, throw the big heavy thing. And then Colonel Midas like, stop doing this. He's like, hey, listen, man, I just want to say that uh, I stole that belt off someone else first, and then he lights himself on fire in the sunlight and dies. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, also, the colonel had a piece of rebar through his body, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but we oh, don't no. find out what happens to him yet, but oh, my God. None of it made any sense. And then the, the hard cuts, to, there's so many hard cuts to Colonel Midas' face. Like, so many hard cuts. Yeah. Like, it, they would just be standing there and hard cut to his face, and he wouldn't make any emotion. And maybe doing something else. I'm mean, a hard cut to his face. Uh, mm-hmm. It was atrociously bad, but actually funny when I thought about it later while watching Kestis. So, anyway, Ethan, anything else you wanted no, to add? No, man, this is this is just the. Oh wait, no, there was one other thing. It was um, shit. It was something about the colonel. Oh, the colonel at one point in time finds out that Defrat is a vampire, and nothing comes of that. 
Yeah. Well, makes Nothing sense at all. Like he nope. he like puts two and two together to realize that it must have been Defraught that turned his betrothed into a vampire. He runs to go see Defraught, and Defraught's like, "Ah, so you found out." And the Colonel's like, "Hmm." And then nothing happens out of that. Like, it's just, like, why? How are there no consequences for these things? Uh, nobody, no, there are no consequences for anybody doing anything in this show. And it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets away with murder, literally. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Well, uh, that about sum it up there for you, Ethan? That's it. I'm you done. I'm feeling okay. pretty good. All right, well, um, I think we all know where I'm kind of leaning with this, so that means, Jay, I need you to actually try your hardest to sell me on Kestis. Do do your best. Do your best. What do you got for me, buddy? Uh, what, do you, what do you got for me? Italian fascism. <laughs> no! We tried so hard. <laughs> well, no, some so of us tried hard, hard, but some of us didn't, you know. <laughs> Oh, That's all he's got. Great. All he's got. Italian fascism, everyone. <laughs> Ethan, sell me on Mars. Oh, I think Mars I'd rather just... watch a video of somebody like like pop up giant pimple than watch Castus. Oh. <laughs> I have a place for you. Uh, anyway, Ethan, go ahead. Sell yeah. me on Mars Red. I mean, Mars Red is just what we're looking for in the show. It's not perfect. It's not the best thing we've seen, but it is really damn good. Um. There's like it it is so it thinks it's so serious but the plot doesn't line up the characters are crazy. I think the show we we talked about this before but I think the show could be fine if the four main vampire characters now three main vampire characters didn't exist. Like yeah. there are good like legitimately okay scenes in this anime where like the one where the now dead vampire like says goodbye to his um wife which for the record he was supposed to show up every single year, but he killed himself for no reason in that scene. So too well, bad for so her. So he could go see her. He was like, I'm tired of living when you're not alive. I'll die. Yeah, but she is still alive. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Well, now he's a real ghost. I don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, what the happen. fuck? Right like, he, just, yeah. he willingly gave up his ability to see his wife again every year. Like, what was the point of that scene now? No, no idea. No idea. So anyway, it's that. But that's like, even though that scene was good, the whole thing strung together is a, a big old fucking nothing burger um, in the best of ways. Yeah, I mean, Mars Red's really good. Honestly, I'm I'm impressed at how bad it's getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's ramped up its badness from episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, will it continue? Who knows? Will it make it? Who knows? But we're going to find out. Everyone's going to know in a second. Jay, who are you voting for and why? I am voting... For Mars Red, baby. Whoa. Yeah, all right, but give me a detailed reason why. Because since it was funnier you... in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> now there there were some legitimately funny moments. I, I think I just wasn't paying enough, you know, attention to it to really care when yeah. it was happening. But well, now fair. that it's yeah. done, uh, I'm definitely on board. Okay. Ethan, where are you voting? It's Mars Red. Um, okay. I told both of you guys before this, but I kind of forgot about these animes until right now. So I kind of walked in a little blind. But, but I mean, Kestis, like, it had funny moments, but, like, it just was so very slow. So, like, even if it was really good jokes from time to time, it just takes so long to get to. Um, but, like like I said, Mars Red has, like, a lot of 
amazing shit in it and i think that it is worth our time to see where it goes especially because now we're getting the like grand conspiracy the general is like you know full-blown imperialist which we knew he was but like now he's like showing his colors i think we're gonna get amazing shit because like clearly these people are great man theory types which is great for anime um yeah i mean i think we're in for a treat God, I hope so, because I'm also gosh darn voting for my... Yeah, I came into this knowing I was going to vote for Mars Red, and I told Jay at the start of this, I said, you're going to have to convince me of Kestis. And he started off saying, well, man, I thought Mars Red was awful. I was like, nah, just think about it. And then he started to think about it more and more, and he came to my side. I was like, yeah, 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 that was pretty funny. But I just, God, oh my God. I just, like, Kestis was just, it was a, it was a three... A three-episode fight of nothing, and Mars Raid at least had funny moments. And if the trajectory is good, then I think Mars Raid is only going to get better, worse, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get just more terribleness. Hopefully, I, I could be wrong, and that would be kind of sad if it kind of came back down to episodes one, two, and three. You know, kind of like even itself back out. But we'll find out because it's moving on. Gosh darn it! And it's going to fight eighty-six in the season four finals. Oh my god! Hell That's, yeah! That is such a good matchup. I am very I think much so looking too. forward that to is, that. Is uh, that is uh, wow? Well, eighty-six is the eight seed versus Mars Red, the second seed. So that's pretty wow. good. That's pretty freaking good. I didn't think eighty-six was going to make it all the way, but they've done it. And they're fighting Mars Red, and both of them uh, are terrible. I can't wait. Did you guys um, see the? Um, I put the the most recent Reddit, uh, you know, episode list. Did you guys see that? Yeah, one? I, oh, I didn't God, get a chance to look yeah, at it. I saw. All right, I, I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll bring no, it up. You guys right keep. Now. That's a painful uh, one, man. It's hard to look at. I mean, so you first off, eighty six right? is number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good he, start. Higi Heroes, number four. Yeah, the, the pedophilia Tokyo one. Tokyo Revengers, gosh darn it. That's exciting to see that at number yes. six because that's I picked that for my uh, Dark Horse, baby. Shadow's House at number seven. Full Dive holding it at number ten. And then uh, Vivi Florette Eye Song is at number one, which I think is one of your guys'. Uh, it's my bench yeah, yeah. It's, it's Vivi Floride in the eyes. <laughs> Full Dive, by the way, went from rank, I think it says 14 here. 18. Uh, I can't tell. It's too small. But it went from, like, in the teens up well, it to says, 8. It has two up arrows and then an 8 next to it. So it went up 8 spots. So, yeah. Oh, oh that's what it means. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, like, 18. I mean, and Shadow's House was number 1, apparently, last week. Or yeah, whatever, wow, last that's episode. Incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, we have picked a very, very good lineup of shit-tier anime. And, like, yeah, I think we've done a good job. They're remaining in the top 10 anime of the week, so you know they're bad. So we did a great job. I think we're doing awesome. Uh, but now for everybody's favorite time, uh, points. I don't think anyone's going to get any points this time, but we're going to go over it. We're going to well, lose some we, points. We know, gosh darn, JW's not getting his Dark Horse Kestis, and ah. I'm in it for one more week, boys. <laughs> I got Mars Red, one. baby. I know uh, vampires. He... I know movies. I know Mars Red. <laughs> Let's go How to the moon. How could he do it to me? Mars Red hands, baby. God damn it. <laughs> Diamond hands to the moon. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna get a vampire that dies exactly like Shakespeare. I think they've kind of uh, they've, they've just completely gotten know. away from that. I yeah, mean, Defraud <laughs> has to die at some point. I think he'll die like something with Shakespeare. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. I'll keep it open, but I, I just don't I, think I don't at this know, point. Man. I think they've gone away. Like they had the whole in episodes one, two, and three. They had the whole like there was a play going on, and they seemed to want to tie that together. And then it just went off. And I'm glad it went off the bridge because it's better now. So if I don't get that point, I'll kind of be happy because that means it'll have gotten worse. Um, 
And Kestis, uh, I don't think he's ever going to say, are you not entertained? But yeah. uh, I don't think it's going to be off. a road from Rome to <laughs> Japan. So. Yeah, yeah, my Kestis, yeah. Someone will imply a road from I, Rome I to also Japan. think I'm never going to get my Trident and Lion Tiger thing because they're I really want focusing to, on this pugilism Yeah, they shit. really want the pugilism. So and I think I'm you're just out. not going to watch Kestis, so you can just mark me <laughs> right for that. So the one that uh, I'm still holding on to, I feel like plot of Priest movie um, for Mars Red is still technically I possible. I, now, I'm going to mark that wrong, and if after six episodes it somehow is the Priest movie, you let me know. <laughs> okay. No problem. <laughs> yeah, no no problem. Um, no, you know, it is what it is. But uh, And then what do you have for Kestis? You had some the old... The road from Rome They're never going to do that, are they? That is, that is not going to happen. I don't think so. I wanted it to so badly. They got really close in the one episode, but they didn't, so... Oh, I don't know why it highlights the whole thing. Yeah, you fix it, Ethan. Uh, I'm just holding on for my winner of Mars Red. That would be hoping... a call among calls. Oh my God, let's let's freaking do it. Let's, oh, let's man, get that me the shit's not voice. for everyone. You know how uh, it is. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna find out next week, Jay. All the drones are manned. We're gonna find out if you're right on that, which is <laughs> me and you at three and three. It's, it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna oh, happen. It's in the bag. There's going to be a literal brain hooked up to wires in the master robot. And that that little fucker, uh, what's his name? Excavator? Oh, Reaper. Grave Digger. Reaper. Grave. Or Grave Digger. No, no, Undertaker. Undertaker. My bad. Undergraver. Which is also also something you can't say. Undergraver. The Undertaker. The Grave Digger. The Reaper. Here (laughs) on Poor People Slam. Yeah. But uh, that guy is definitely going to have to listen to his brother scream in his face uh, and have a PTSD flashback while he literally drives a knife, a knife into his brother's brain. Oh, I hope so. That'll I, be I'm good. Betting on that. I'm betting but on I'm that still right hoping now. Mars Red wins. I'm still holding out hope that Mars Red <laughs> Honestly, wins. Honestly, I'm, I'm becoming a Mars Red fan right now. <laughs> I think 86 doesn't deserve a win, even in the world's worst <laughs> anime contest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if you know vampires and you know movies, then come on aboard, JW, because you know Mars Red. Let's go. <laughs> I it fucking makes me, know it, what's going on here. It pleases me so much, though, that 86 has made it into our finals when people still fucking worship it in the anime well people still keep telling me it's good and i keep asking them what they like about it and they still can't answer that fucking question (laughs) i we there was somebody uh at a a recent uh thing me and mike were at with a a bunch of other friends and there was somebody who was like yeah man i love 86 i'm like oh what what do you like about it he's like oh you know it just seems like really good like so what do you like about it like i don't know Nothing. <laughs> and I was like, don't you think it's weird that um, the entire plot is that these kids just won't turn around and fight their oppressors? He's like, yeah. Uh, I don't think about anime that much. You get all in case. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the pretty typical response I get, too. And someone's like, uh, oh, I don't think about things. I just, you know, like, I want to die. Oh, my God. Uh, that's so true. Uh, and then we'll see what happens uh, after that'll be the wrap up. We'll see if anybody can pull out some points there. That'll be fun. But anyway, uh, going to the last week, uh, it's three points me, J2, Ethan, zero, as it should be. And our final watching episodes six through 12 for both is Mars Red versus 86. And what a good week. I hope it is. Oh, I anyway, think we're, uh, I'm wearing for a treat. I, I know it. Gosh darn. Thanks for hanging out with us yet again. This has been another fun week. 
Uh, we're we're getting ready to close out another season, but I'm still having a ton of fun. I thought this would be this this it started off a little slow, but I think that there have been some pretty nice bangers that have happened in there, and I've been uh, pleasantly surprised. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, until then, thanks for listening. Check out at Crappy Anime SD on Twitter, and uh, have yourself a good one. Bye. Bye. Go, brother. You gotta go. Keep up. Remember.